Restaurants Unstoppable, episode 68. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what's going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's me, your host, Eric Cacciatore, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry, and uh, we do that by listening to the stories and taking the advice from the industry's most successful restaurant professionals. Today is Thursday. You know what that means. It's Authority Thursday, and what we do on Authority Thursday is kind of just... Uh, Dive into a, a specific niche in the industry or a segment in the industry, whether it be business or marketing or just management, and we really explore some, um, you know, some of the things that are going on. And um, today we have somebody who uh, just started their new restaurant website called My First Restaurant, and basically uh, what he does is he just gives you all the tools if you're starting a restaurant, the uh, spreadsheets, uh, resources. Uh, manuals, ebooks on just like what he learned uh, in making his first restaurant very successful in a very short, short period of time and was able to sell it. So um, he's, uh, he's going to teach us some really valuable things today uh, on just creating those systems and procedures to uh, make you more successful. Um, so that's uh, what you can expect today. If you like the show, please do not forget to give me some support and um, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Or, uh, you know, also just give me a five-star review on iTunes or Sister Radio as well because that really helps me get found. So that's all I have for you. Sit back and enjoy today's episode. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Gabe De Silva. Gabe, how are you? Doing well, bud. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, so are you ready to drop some bombs of knowledge that are going to make all of our restaurant dreams just a little bit more unstoppable? Yes, sir. Sure am. Is that the best you got, Gabe? You can't get a little more excited than that? I am fired up to drop bombs. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, we won't let John Lee Dumas know that you stole his... Uh... <laughs> all right. Um, so today's guest uh, combined his passion for food and the business industry or just business in general, to create, build, and grow a fast, casual restaurant concept with literally zero experience. Uh, with failures endured and challenges overcome, he pressed on to become successful. His journey inspired him to create MyFirstRestaurants.com. My First Restaurant is a place where new and aspiring restaurateurs can access the tools, resources um, that are necessary to successfully open and operate their first restaurant. So that's just a quick introduction, Gabe. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, your journey, how you got into the restaurant industry, and uh, what you're doing today? All right, great. Thanks for thanks for that intro. The uh, the, the the quick story. Uh, I was I have a background in finance, and uh, it just over time, just it it was a lot of doing a lot of uninspired work in uninspired settings with just a lot of uninspired people. Uh, it, it, it wasn't a fit. And over time, I quickly realized that I needed to do something for myself. And uh, after having been let go a handful of times over the course of you know two years, I, I realized uh, it was time. And the 
passion I had for food growing up in a, in a Portuguese immigrant Portuguese household got me to the point where I just really, I really loved food. So the first thing I thought was, how do I combine my passion for food with business, which is what I know and what I'd gone to school for. And uh, opening a restaurant was the first thing I thought to do and uh, started with a fast casual restaurant concept with a partner. Uh, opened uh, in 2011, was, uh, was open for about three and a half, four years, systematized it, and uh, just recently sold that. And what I thought to do after having been through that was create a resource for folks like me who want to do the same thing but don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. the, the resource I wish had existed back when I first started. Awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit more. At, at my first restaurant, what, what I hope to do is give people the tools and training they need to open their first restaurant, whether they have industry experience or not. Uh, what I'll draw from are, are, you know, the story, my journey, tell them what happened, how it happened, and hopefully have them learn from my mistakes so they don't duplicate them. And, uh, and in doing so, I wanted to build out, you know, a, a library of resources for folks, uh, you know, a one-stop shop for the aspiring restaurateur, places where they can go and find the things they need to be successful in, uh, in the restaurant business. Awesome, man. Um, I'm so excited to have you on the show because, I mean, you're just at the beginning of your journey with uh, creating this resource for our industry. And uh, I just, we resonated with each other the day you reached out to me just because we're both here to create a resource uh, that's, you know, f here to help people uh, just learn and to collaborate. Uh, and I'm just really excited for what you're doing. I hope we can help each other in the future with helping other people. Um, and, you know, one of the things that you said to me um, is that you're, you're, you're a business guy. You're a systems policies and procedures guy. And I was like, oh, man, like I love what he's, this guy's saying right now. Uh, you knew all about E-Myth when I mentioned that book title. Um, so, I mean, it was like just like sparks were flying. And so <laughs> talk to me about like what you want to discuss today and like what you're bringing to the table. Like where is – what – you're the authority here today, so you know, spread the knowledge, man. All right, yes. Yeah, so, so the, the reason I, the reason I was able to to do what I did, having zero experience in food service, was that I leveraged the experience I had in business and brought that approach to food. A lot of times, you see people who are driven by passion in food in the food service business, and and that's what you want. You want the guy who owns the restaurant you love to go to, to love food. And you want him to be cooking the stuff with passion, with heart. A lot of times, sadly, those, those restaurateurs, those restaurants, they don't make it. And it's not because they don't have the passion. It's because they don't have the education. They don't have the resources. They don't have the systems in place to succeed. And that's one thing I knew I needed to do up front to make it to make, to give myself the best possible chance to succeed. So systems, in my background, it's not sexy, but systems work. And it, it, that's where I, I approached the food business. My passion for food was one part of it, but I approached it with an equal passion. And, and I wanted to learn how the business of restaurants works, not just restaurant business, but the business of the restaurant, how it operates. And systems are the key to getting you to where you want to be so you can work on your business and not be constantly stuck working in your business. I love that Gerber saying. Um, and, <laughs> you know, it's uh, – it, I, I hold no secrets when it comes to, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, 
national chains and franchises. I mean, I just, I love, my passion is with the indie restaurant owner, but there's one thing that we can learn from these chains, from these franchisees. And the reason why they're so successful is because they are system policies and um, procedures, just gurus. I mean, they just, they put everything down to a system of policy and procedure. And what that enables you to do is just to recreate things in mass quantity, but you don't necessarily have to recreate things. Um, you can make really for the India restaurant owner, um, creating these systems, procedures, and policies just allows you to remove yourself from these little things that, that you have to do every day in the restaurant industry. So you can focus, like you say, on working on your restaurant instead of being the little mouse that's running on the wheel inside the restaurant. Um, so, I mean, that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, what's, like, I guess, take us from the top. Like, what's the first thing you need to know when creating uh, systems and procedures and policies for your restaurant? Yeah, well, the the one thing to, to know is, you know, those those guys, the reason that those franchises work is because they have these systems in place. But don't think that you can't implement a system in your restaurant and maintain quality because we, we ran a 90-ish percent scratch-made kitchen and we still had systems in place. And if you do quality control checks, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not you made that sauce or that dressing. As long as you're the one doing the, the quality control check and making sure it still meets your standards, that system's working. So you don't have to lose that quality to do that. And uh, and that's just it. The first thing, the first step is do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Do everything once. Do everything five times. Do everything ten times. Do everything for a month until you know until you know exactly how it needs to be done, how long it should take, and how much it should cost. And you know while you're doing it, you should be taking notes. Mm-hmm. The whole way through, you should be taking notes. And I did this this way. Today, I made a mistake doing it this way. It yielded me this. You know, that applies to everything, not just recipes. Anything you do in your restaurant, you do it more than five times. It needs to be systematized. And there needs to be a document in place that that, that says that says specifically how it was done and w- what it should yield. Exactly. And it's so important that you don't just do it and create a system, you know, this like that's like you know floating around in the clouds that you know you just say oh this is a system i told you guys about this you have to commit it to writing because that's the only way that it's going to be set in you have to set it in stone you have to make it something that somebody can somebody can go find and use as a resource in case they're unsure about how to do something and when you write things down um, there's no question which is really important yeah and that that's where the accountability comes in Mm -hmm. you know having having that system in place and having that document there it allows you to delegate the work and then hold the person you delegate the work to accountable to those standards, the standards you have documented there. You wrote them. You, you've been there. You know, you know it works. You know how long it should take. Uh, you know what it should cost, whatever the case is. You hand it off to somebody. You empower them to do this task, and uh, you have a reference, a piece of a, a point of reference where you can say, listen, this is the way it was supposed to be done, and it wasn't done this way. It took too long. It cost too much, uh, and here it is in black and white. And if there's an issue, I never had a problem if I documented a system and for whatever reason missed something or something was or we found a better way to do it because that happens. You know, the, for, the way you do it at first may not be the best way. You may have done it for a month and then a new piece of technology comes out and the way you were doing it for that month is no longer valid. You have to be willing to, you know, revisit those policies and procedures, you know, if something if something does happen. And, you know, we're always good about that. Once you delegate it, you empower somebody to do the work. You have to also be willing to get some feedback. Mm-hmm. And that's really important too. Um, 
be open to getting feedback and taking the opinions of the people that work with you. They might bring something to the table you never thought of that could really improve upon a system. So don't be close-minded to having other people's uh, opinions and input. And that really, like you say, that just makes them feel like a part of the team and empowers them. And it's, it's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I mean, you talk a big game about, you know, having all these policies and procedures. So share with us one policy or procedure or system you put in place at your restaurant and it just like rocked your socks. And it was like the most best, like incredible system you ever thought of. The most important system we put in place isn't anything earth shattering, but it, it was critical to our success. And it was, it was the kitchen Bible, straight up, plain and simple recipes, ingredients, how to do it, what it should yield, how it should taste, those notes, those were critical to our success. At the beginning, you bring a chef on and they help you develop your menu. Beyond that, we couldn't afford to keep the chef on. He came in, consulted on the menu and went on about his business. We had to bring in staff to then execute the menu after having done it ourselves enough times where we knew how it should go, what it should cost, how it should taste. Once that system was was developed and we knew what we wanted. We wanted a consistent product and fast casual, the product's got to be consistent. If it's not, then you're, you're, you're no better than, than anyone else. It, the reason people go to McDonald's is not because the burger tastes good. It's because they know exactly what they're going to get every time. And not that we wanted to be the McDonald's of, uh, <laughs> of the fast casual health food, um, industry, but it's, that's, that's what works. It has to be consistent. Nobody wants to come in today have something, love it, come in tomorrow, order it, and have it taste completely different. So that system, that kitchen Bible, that was critical to our success. It, it's, uh, again... What, like, you keep on saying a, a kitchen Bible. Well, what is a kitchen Bible? Like, exactly what is that? It, well, the, the first thing it is is an image of the plated dish, as it should appear every time. That's the first thing it is. On the back of the image is the recipe, the ingredients, uh, and ha- how you should do it, and, uh, and what it should yield. In, in the case of sauces and dressings, uh, the picture doesn't do much justice because it's just what the sauce and dressing looks like from the top. But the yield is important when it comes to sauces and dressings and things of the sort. When it comes to a plated dish, a finished dish, it's it's important to know how you do it in what order, what you put into the pot when. And, and that's that's basically what it was. It was a Bible. It was a, a binder that sat in the kitchen uh, with individual sheets, images of every dish. And then you put the same images up in the kitchen so staff can see what it's supposed to look like quick reference while they're plating Mm -hmm. but what's important is um is the recipe that's that's you know that's that's very that's critical that that's documented because people like to take liberties especially you hire someone who's got some experience they come in they want to take liberties with the recipes they want to inject their little bit of flair into things and you know sometimes what they come with is bad habits things that they were taught to do to cut corners somewhere else yeah you know, so you want to avoid that, and the way to do that is to have a kitchen bible for them to reference. So, you know, really, the the biggest thing is, like you mentioned, is just the consistency. You don't want people to come in um, and give them that ability to stray off course. There's only one way to do it. Everyone agrees upon it, and it's right there, written down. So um, you can catch them in the act if it's not coming out the same way every time. Like you can reset the table and bring it back to the standard, which is just so important. Um, so let's talk a little bit. Let, let's let's use our, our big our hero Michael Gerber, and um, you know he talks a little bit about you know let's let's talk about his uh, you know in that book he talks about technician, entrepreneur, manager. Uh, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, when, when you approach any business, the the entrepreneur, the dream, that that's where it starts. 
And uh, that's that's the the fuel, the passion that gets you going. And it, it'll drive you, but it can only get you so far. At some point, you know, you open the doors, you grand open. You have to the rubber hits the road right there. You you have to start executing. You know that that's where that's where a technician does what they do. They they have to make things happen. And uh, and then the manager that's that's who that's who systematizes. That's who makes sure that things are happening the way they're supposed to happen over and over. And that a lot of times you find that people who run restaurants. Uh, open restaurants, they're technicians. They love to cook. They have a great recipe, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case is. Some are entrepreneurs. They just dream, you know, like every time you mention you own a restaurant, you know, somebody will say, wow, that sounds great. I've always wanted to own a restaurant. I've always wanted to own a cafe. You know, that's, that's the dream piece. And then the manager piece, that's, that's the piece that it's just not sexy and, and nobody, and nobody wants to be the manager. Nobody wants to, to sit there and draft an operations manual or create a kitchen Bible and then, you know, day in and day out, make sure it's being enforced and, and make edits to it when, when appropriate. But that's, I think that's what keeps you going. You know, the, the passion as the entrepreneur, the passion gets you there. You know, the technician, he's the skilled one doing the work. But without that piece holding everything together, the, the system, the manager, it, it quickly falls apart. Absolutely. I see it all the time. You're so spot on. So I mean, we can sit here and talk about how important systems are and how we you know, preach all day that you need to have systems, you need to have procedures, you need to have policies and standards in place. But where do we start? Like if I'm somebody who needs you know, to create these systems, policies, and procedures, where should I go to learn about this? Can you, can you think of any resources that you would want to share? Well, I approached it a little differently. I went and I sought out the, the the resources, the most successful people doing it. And they weren't necessarily in line with my concept. They're not what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But Subway has a 2,000-page operations manual. Everything from how they, how they make, you know, how they put the ingredients together to create whatever sub it is, uh, whatever sandwich it is, to how they uh, put the roll of toilet paper in the restroom. You so, know? I mean, that's great advice. What you're saying is just like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Go look at what other people are doing who are like you know super successful and just mimic. I mean, take it and make it your own and apply those same concepts to your own restaurant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you take you use their templates and then you adjust accordingly. I obviously wasn't running a Subway or a Chipotle, for example. They they have. Chipotle's got a great kitchen Bible. I was able to sit in a Chipotle for a week and work through their kitchen Bible and, you know, take notes and, and you know, build out our own. So yeah, they, yeah. And if you're, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. They, they have it figured out. Don't reinvent the wheel. Start there yeah. and then adjust accordingly. And, you know, and if you're not a, um, you know, if you're not looking to make a fast casual concept, um, Go to like TGI Friday or Applebee's. I mean, like I said, they do incredible things as far as systems and policies and procedures go. And you can learn a lot if you just, I bet it's not too hard to get your hands on those operation manuals. Um, So just learn from what they're doing and take their systems and policies and procedures and just apply them to your restaurant. And um, we we talk about, you know, policies and procedures or systems. Um, You don't always have to create all these systems too. A lot of these systems come in the form of services you can opt into. Um, So, I mean... I can think of just a handful 
of some of the services that exist that in really, in essence, are systems that you just adopt into your restaurant. A lot of them are front-of-house services um, and systems, and just a, a few of them, before I, I go into this, I just want to mention, in the restaurant industry, when you have systems, it's very important that you are able to quantify these systems and put numbers to them. Because you don't know if the system is improving your, your operation or inhibiting your operation. So you have to be able to quantify it in some way or form. So one tool that I can think of that's used in the front of house and the back of house uh, that's a service that, that you can use is called Swipely. And basically what that does is it uses all of your hardware that's in-house. And it just collects every transaction, um, not just like credit card swipes, but just anything that's being entered into the POS system, um, anything that just is there, it takes and it puts it into a graph, a big picture, so you can see if your numbers are improving or getting worse. So that's one way to find out if your systems are uh, being applied and working right. Hum is another great service that basically just uh, surveys your guests. at the When you check out at the end of your meal, you just ask, simply you ask, how was the service? If you're getting great feedback, that's a good way to quantify your efforts. Can you think of any other front of house ways to you know quantify your system the best resource i can think of it's not necessarily front of house it's it's i guess it's more back of house is, is your point of sale system mm-hmm. you know the, it's it's not necessarily customer facing they get a receipt but what that does it captures ton of information and a lot a lot of times people underutilize that system but you can go in there and you can see what what items are ordered most often, less often, how long it takes servers to turn tables, uh, when labor peaks, when sales peak. These are the kind of, it, we used Future POS, and uh, we barely scratched the surface with what, with what it's capable of doing. And, and I think that's a resource that's already in your restaurant. You're paying for a point-of-sale system anyway. You're going to need something to transact. Uh, once you get that in place... It's not just a way to take the customer's money and hand them a piece of paper. There's a lot more to it. And there's there's systems, take their systems operating on the back end of that, that you don't even know are there that you yeah. can really leverage. Yeah. I mean, all the tools are there. It's up to us to implement these tools. I talked a little bit about ways you can quantify the systems um, that you have in place, but then you can just adopt systems all together. And some examples of that are just with the scheduling softwares that exist, like Hot Schedulers, Schedulefly, Shift Notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what you're doing is they created the system, and you're just adopting it and applying it into your restaurant. Um, think about the relief you're giving yourself when you have a system to your scheduling procedures. When you put those systems in place, it just allows you to do, like we say, uh, work on your restaurant and not in your restaurant. Um, so whenever you can systematize and automate anything in your restaurant with a service, uh, or technology, you're silly not to do it because it allows you to do those things that only you can do as a manager, like engage with your customers, um, have that social media presence, engage with your staff, um, and constantly sharpen the sword and improve. Um, like we say here at Restaurant Unstoppable, uh, or Kazan, or Kazan, I, I think I'm saying it wrong, but uh, <laughs> it's basically that Japanese business uh, theory to always be improving. Uh, do you want to add yeah. anything to that, Gabe? I think. Uh- just one thing we didn't do that I wished we had was to implement more of those front of house systems when when they were available, like Plan Day, for example. I didn't know it existed back when I was doing scheduling. And you know, how many times do you need to hear the story about why someone can't work tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Plan Day makes it so that you don't have to hear that story. Your manager doesn't have to hear that story. If they can't cover a shift, they can't make a shift, they go into Plan Day 
or other, you know, there's services out there, a ton of them, the ones you just named it, they have to find coverage for their shifts. You know, it's, it's, if they're going to miss a shift for whatever reason, let them go in there and do that. That's not something you need to do to then find coverage. There's a, you know, there's a system in place. The rule is you, you can't just call out. You got to find someone to cover your shift. This is how you go about doing it. But the way they, you know, people are texting and Facebook and everything that they have access to, there's no excuse why for them to not do that. Not the manager, not the guy who's got to be responsible for making sure the specials are in line and things are ready to, to roll at open tomorrow and that's everything's prepped for service. You know, those are things that are critical that only he or she can do. Mm-hmm. Things when there's software in place, uh, when these systems exist, take advantage. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you might be making this investment and spending money and at, at first glimpse you're like, I'm losing, I don't know, if you adopt, say, five of these services and you're now, you know, you increase your costs, your operational costs, like $500 a month just investing in these services. But think about how much money you're going to make up just having these systems and procedures in place where you're not making as many mistakes, you're operating more efficiently and effectively, you're able to engage more with your customers and be a face of, in your restaurant more than just a part, a tool, or you know, a, a piece of your restaurant. Um, you're you're going to be able to create those relationships that are in return going to bring more people in and you'll make that money up twofold. For um, sure. And your life will be a lot less miserable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, I mean, those are all things, they're investments, and you have to consider it, and, and you have to make use of them. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about in today's interview? Just the just the nuts and bolts of it. You know, when when, when you get started, it, it seems overwhelming, and it's, it's like, well, what, what do I do first? How, how do I start? Where do I start? You know, it's all well and good to say uh, Subway has a 2,000-page operations manual, and Chipotle's got the most amazing kitchen Bible. How well, how do I do that? How do I create mine? And what, what they don't realize is that they're already doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, every day you walk into your restaurant and you do something. Hey, what, what is it? What did you do? You don't realize you're already doing something that should be systematized. You know, you open, if you open, you're an opening manager. So start documenting everything you did to open today, mm-hmm. you know, or go, you know, there's resources online. I hope to build one over at my first restaurant where you'll go in there and you'll see a copy of my manager's opening checklist. Uh, you take that and you start, it's a word doc, it's editable. You say, all right, well, you know, in his restaurant, he had to do this, this, and this, uh, at 8am when he opened, we don't do those things. All right, we cross them off. But at 10 and 11, and noon, he did these things as part of his opening process. I do those. So, you know, those work. Same thing when you close. You know, you, you may not realize when you're the last one out, you lock the door. You do a handful of things. Those are those are responsibilities. Those are tasks that can be handed off to someone else if there were a checklist in place, if there were a system in place. And uh, and, and you're already doing it. Just start writing down what you're doing. You're not, you don't have to sit there and every step you take, you don't have to document it. But, you know, stop mid-morning, there's downtime, and write down everything you've done so far. There you go. That, that's where you start. Awesome. Um, great advice. Uh, you know, and one thing I just want to add, like when you put these systems and policies and procedures in place, don't settle with them. Always be looking for ways to make them better. And bring if you have new team members coming on board, ask them. Um, if there's a better way to do something, if there's new technologies that come into the picture that you know make you able to provide a better service and to be more efficient and effective, then always be improving uh, and don't just settle. And um, yeah, I mean, just all great advice. Uh, if, you, if you're having any questions about where to start, just look at the greats, see what they're doing, just adopt what they're doing and apply it to your own restaurant. And I can't think of anything else to add. Just, just uh, 
folks need to remember you're spread thin and and it's 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 hard to to justify spending time on something that isn't impacting your bottom line if you can't quantify it if i can't see a dollar come across you know for doing whatever it is i I used to have a hard time bringing myself to do it but you got to think about it it's a it's a long haul if you want to be there for the long haul you got to do the things up front that set you up for success and Putting a system in place is what's going to free you up to go and work on your restaurant, not in your restaurant, to build your brand, to touch tables, to do the things that that matter. Once the system's there, once you got the food down, once you got the service down, once you got all that stuff down, you need to go and build your brand. You need to go and talk to people, and uh, you're not going to have time to do it if the system's not there. You'll be busy doing it. You know, mm-hmm. you'll be busy in the restaurant, and uh, you're not going to get. You're not going to last. It's going to burn you out. And, that's uh, that's 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 what it gets to most people. Yeah, man. Uh, so give give yourself a plug, man. How can we connect with you? Uh, tell us a little bit more about your website, uh, what your plans for the future are, and uh, how you can help us out. So I'm over I'm over at myfirstrestaurant.com. It's uh it's a community for new and aspiring restaurateurs, a place where uh, we share our stories and we kind of work together to demystify the business of restaurants. Uh, there's a document library there with tons of resources. Uh, hope to continue to build that out and give people uh, templates and drafts, ops manuals, kitchen Bibles, the kinds of things they need to get going, uh, restaurant opening checklists, uh, things that I wished were around back when I got started. And uh, you can find all that over at uh, the website, myfirstrestaurant.com. And uh, thanks. Cool, man. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, share what you learned opening your restaurant with us and uh, stressing the importance of having those systems and procedures in place. Uh, I found value in today's episode. I'm sure the people at home did too. Just remember, man, just go out and start, right? Uh, You're already doing it. Just start putting it to writing and, uh, you know, you'll make your life a lot easier. Uh, So I guess good luck with everything and I know I'll stay in touch. All right. Thanks, guys. Another great show here at restaurantunstoppable.com. Uh, thank you so much, Gabe, for coming on the show, man. No secret why you were able to, you know, create such a cool concept so quickly and to turn it into something worth selling. And now you're able to help us learn what you're learning. And uh, I was just really excited to have you on the show. You were a very valuable guest. Um, some of the things I want to debrief about today on the show which we learned, Gabe was talking about just uh, if you have any question about where to start, just look to who's doing it really well and try to get your hands on their manuals and just copy what they're doing and think of ways uh, you can use their systems around your services. That's, that was a, a really great piece of advice that I, uh, I was happy to uh, absorb from Gabe. Um, another real cool thing that he points out and he really stresses is that, you know what, you're, you're already doing it and uh, it's just a matter of taking the time to write down what you're doing so you don't have to explain it all the time. And you can just redirect people to the manual and uh, teach them and hold them accountable and uh, you test them on the content. So that was really cool too. And uh, like, like we mentioned, there's a lot of really cool services that exist today that put systems to things in your restaurant. For example, a POS uh, system for making reservations, uh, putting orders in, uh, in the back of house for organizing orders. It's everywhere. It's doing it for you. And that's why POS systems proven themselves so, uh, you know, just worth your investment. There isn't anything that could be argued that's a better investment for your restaurant, some people say. But the, the cool thing is there's a lot of other cool, like, services that are coming out that have put systems of things we do. For example, uh, we have uh, Swipely, which takes every 
like piece of equipment in your in your uh, restaurant, um, the hardware, and it collects data from that hardware to give you reports about how you're performing. Another really cool uh, service that's kind of a, it's a system to collect data on your guests by surveying them is Hum. Uh, which is a really cool system. Basically, what you do is at the checkout, you just hand them a tablet, and it gives them an opportunity to uh, tell how their meal was and give you feedback on your service. And you can use that information to see if your systems are working in your favor or not. And if they're not, then change them. I'm just learning about this really, really cool system uh, called No Wait which allows you to text your guests when their table's ready. So there's just really cool things that are out there that can make you run more efficiently. And the systems are already made. You just have to adopt the system. So that's a really cool. If you're thinking of ways to get systems into your restaurant, just adopt ones that already exist. So, you know, this this episode is really, really filled with great advice. Uh, Gabe's a new player on the scene, and I'm really excited about what he's going to do. So keep a close eye on MyFirstRestaurant.com. I think he's going to have a lot of great, you know, concepts and tools and resources there. And there is maybe a rumor of Gabe starting a podcast. So uh, I, I hope he does because we, we need more people in our industry sharing over audio. It's just such an incredibly easy way to learn. And uh, also, don't forget to check out E-Myth. If you guys, we were talking a lot about E-Myth. If you haven't read that book, you're seriously cheating yourself. Uh, you can head over to www.audiotrial.com slash unstoppable to get your free audio version of E-Myth. Um, it's a free trial uh, if you do that, you'll be helping me out because audible.com will kick me a little extra for sending you their way. And it's at no extra cost to you and all the money that I get goes back into the show and improving it and uh, making it better for you guys. So um, that's all I have today. Uh, don't forget to check out the show notes, www.restaurantunstoppable.com for links to everything we discussed in today's show. And uh, until next time, peace out.